In today's episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast, I'll be sharing with you an insider secret of the medical community that leaves you high and dry without answers for why you feel bad and 92% of the time walking out of the medical office with an antidepressant prescription, whether you want it or not. I'll share with you the three things you can do to work around this problem and get the answers and treatment you deserve. So stay tuned to find out how you can avoid this trap and run rings around your medical provider armed with the right information. Here at the Optimal CEO Podcast, we help CEO entrepreneurs who love taking ownership of their wellness journey because they know it's their most prized investment. And when their state of wellness is at its peak, their income soars. We want to help relieve CEO entrepreneurs from the pressure of unnecessary health exposure so they can be highly focused on growing their business and physically optimized for the journey so they can enjoy getting there. I'm Dr. Brian Brown, and I'd like to personally welcome you to today's podcast episode. Thank you for joining me. So what's this insider secret that I mentioned in the introduction? What is it that the medical community does that leaves you high and dry when it comes to answers for why you're feeling bad and often on an antidepressant? Well, let me share a story uh, from my personal journey. As a young medical professional just starting out in practice, I was having some physical issues. Uh, Quite simply, I felt bad. It was kind of undescriptive. It was hard for me to put my finger on. I just felt bad. Uh, My energy was low. I was putting on some weight and I wasn't sleeping right. Uh, Eventually, I began losing interest in things I used to love to do and I started feeling down. Naturally, I sought the advice of medical peers or professionals in my area, went through some routine lab work and they concluded I was simply struggling with depression. The first medication I got put on was Prozac. Over a 16-year period of treatment, I was on nine different antidepressant medications. Some of them never worked. Some worked for a little bit. Some worked fairly well, but simply quit working somewhere along the way. And during that time, I gained up to 390 pounds. Yep, you heard that right, 390 pounds. You see, uh, my medical professional peers were checking for other possible causes, just as we had been trained to do, but they simply couldn't find anything wrong, at least not with the lens that they were looking through. So by default, I ended up on an antidepressant and ended up on another antidepressant and just another antidepressant and one antidepressant after another. So the insider secret is this. If medicine, uh, and I'm talking about traditional medicine, can't find an answer for why you're not feeling good, they blame it on the brain. It all must be in your head. And and that's what I hear over and over. Psychiatry is the catch-all for, quote unquote, we can't figure it out. So it has to be psychiatric. And nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, it really frustrates me now that this happens, uh, yet I was that psychiatric provider that was on the giving end of that type of treatment, as well as the receiving end as a patient receiving that level of treatment. Now, you know, a lot of people will come to me and they say, well, my doctor says my labs are normal and here's a, here's a prescription for an antidepressant. 
you know, as I've said in previous podcast episodes, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I'd be a very wealthy man. I hear that over and over and over again. And and I've also told you that in past episodes that and I feel like this is victim blaming, because if we as medical professionals can't really figure out what's going on, by default, we just say, oh, well, it all must be in your head. So here's an antidepressant. You, you need an antidepressant. The fact is our medical system is broken. And we really need to face that music because uh, it's the only way we're going to be able to fix it. If we keep walking around ignoring the problem and saying, oh, the, the, this, this system's not broken, then it's never going to get any better. And I think one of the more frustrating things is, is that patients, clients, oftentimes they get relegated just to a number on a piece of paper. What do I mean by that? It means that um, if a person, if a medical provider checks your lab work and it falls within the normal range, according to the little reference range that if you've ever seen your lab work, there's the actual number of what your blood work showed. And then on the right hand side, there's this range that says whether it's normal, high or low. And if you fall within those parameters, then it seems like anymore, they just consider you normal. And nothing could be further from the truth because we're not actually taking into consideration the actual patient and their symptoms. Now, this level of thinking can really have disastrous effects. In fact, rubber stamp treatment never turns out well. Let me, let me give you an example about insulin resistance. This is where a person, uh, their, their cells in their body don't respond to the effects of insulin. Therefore, the blood sugar keeps gradually increasing over time. Now, what happens in the 5, 10, 15, 20, sometimes 30 years before a person develops type 2 diabetes is there are just gradual little subtle changes. A person starts feeling bad. Uh, they start having some brain fog. They may have aches and pains. And then uh, they they go in all these times uh, if with each of these symptoms, like I'm feeling bad, they go in and get lab work done. Everything's normal. That's what they're told. They go in a year later and they say, well, yeah, I'm still feeling bad, but now I've got this brain fog that just won't go away. And they get lab work done and they're told, well, everything's normal. And then they go back in the next year and they're feeling bad. They're having brain fog. And then they have low energy. And um, they check their lab work and they're told everything's normal. And then they go back in the next year feeling bad, having brain fog, having low energy. Now they're achy all over and they're just, they have this undescript pain uh, that they can't quite put their finger on. It's not enough to take a pain medicine all the time. It just, you hurt all over. And they have lab work done and they're told, well, everything's normal. But, you know, maybe somewhere along the way they're given an antidepressant or they're given a prescription for a prescription, um, prescription strength pain medicine of some kind. And then mysteriously, somewhere 10, 15, 20 years down the road, wow, surprise, surprise, this person has type 2 diabetes. In reality, you can pick up on type 2 diabetes 5, 10, 15 years ahead of time in many, many cases. We are seeing type 2 diabetes in younger and younger clients, even kids, uh, pediatric patients. Uh, but again, I still do part-time some inpatient work, and I only work with adolescent males uh, in that particular setting. 
And I do very extensive initial lab work and I pick up on more insulin resistance than you can shake a stick at. It's rampant today among children and among adults. And we are on the verge, I believe, of one of the largest epidemics of type 2 diabetes that this country has ever seen. In fact, if you look at experts, experts are actually telling us that this generation of children will be the first generation to die before their parents. Uh, in other words, their parents are going to outlive them because they're as poor a health as our generation, my generation has. They're actually going to outlive their children. And I don't know about you, but that's sad to me. Uh, but that's the kind of disastrous effects that rubber stamp treatment can have on you and on me and on the people we love. So what's the right way to take care of it? Well, first of all, you need to know there's hope. Don't throw in the towel just yet. Your case is unique. And you have unique needs. And those unique needs have a unique solution. They require a unique solution. Rubber stamp treatment is a thing of the past in my mind. It's still happening over and over again. But I think with, we're, we're within 10 to 15, 20 years of a major revolution in healthcare where things become very, very custom tailored. Uh, it's going to take some major, major paradigm shifts, some shifts in thinking, but I think it's going to happen. I hope it's going to happen. My epiphany, uh, personally on the best way to do this and, and, and uh, the best thinking around this came in two stages. My first epiphany came when I got fed up with poking pills down my own throat to fix a problem that seemed to never get better. And in fact, seemed to get worse over time. And one day I was sitting with a, a patient and this was a psychiatric visit. And I had this, it hit me that not only am I sick and tired of poking pills down my own throat, I'm sick and tired of poking pills down other people's throats because they're not getting better. In fact, some of my long-term clients that I'd been seeing at that time, seven, eight, nine years, were uh, no better or worse than they were when they came to see me. And these were these were patients that had been hospitalized. They'd had multiple medication changes and nothing seemed to work. And this began my journey to figure things out. On that journey, I discovered functional and integrative medicine. Um, I became a student. I literally closed my office down uh, after I went to my first uh, uh, integrative medicine conference. And uh, within 90 days, I had my office closed down. And I kept the office closed for about 15 months while I re-educated or re-skilled myself into learning how to do functional and, and integrative medicine. So uh, 15 months later, when I reopened, I felt confident in what I was offering. I felt like we were going to be able to get to root causes, and, and it's been a success. And the process, you know, I figured out that part of my weight gain was due to adrenal issues because of a childhood injury that I had uh, that had caused a, a significant amount of stress to my adrenal cortical system. And uh, long story short, ended up getting that in a, in a really good place using integrative medicine techniques and also figured out that my thyroid uh, was not in a good place. I'd had my thyroid checked multiple, multiple times, been told that my thyroid was normal uh, when I was seeking help for my weight, when I was seeking help for my depression. And I was told over and over again, it's normal. It's normal. All you need is an antidepressant or we just need to change your antidepressant. Antidepressant. 
come to find out, I actually had Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune thyroid condition. Little did I know that that Hashimoto's diagnosis was the tip of the iceberg. I, once I got to Hashimoto's, uh, I began to get that treated. I did start to lose weight. Once I got the adrenal issue taken care of and the underlying um, injury that occurred when I was a child, uh, began to start getting that taken care of and began to start getting that healing. I began to start losing weight. Uh, I began to feel better. And the next thing you know is like, okay, now we need to address gut. Ne- next, we need to address nutrition and supplementation and hormone replacement. But I still had one issue that lingered, and it was my sleep. I couldn't quite figure it out. I couldn't put a finger on it. And one day when I was driving down the interstate, uh, nearly passed out. I didn't do anything about it the first day. It happened again the second day. And I pulled into a friend of mine's office who was a cardiologist. Uh, long story short, uh, because I've told this on other podcast episodes, when I went through that cardiac workup, they came to the conclusion that my heart was stopping multiple times in the night and that my heart stopping in the night correlated with my sleep issue. My sleep issue was night terrors. So I would wake up with these night terrors. And what we found out by wearing uh, a monitor to monitor my heart for uh, 24 hours a day is that my heart was stopping multiple times throughout the night. And apparently this episode on the interstate was a breakthrough episode because my body was losing the ability to compensate and that all of the adrenaline that my body was putting into my system to jumpstart my heart back was increasing my cortisol, which increased my depression, anxiety, and weight issues. So um, those were the underlying causes. And that's what made me passionate about doing what I do now and working with patients who come in and quite frankly, they're desperate. They're hopeless. They, they don't know what's going on with them. They've been told they're normal. They know in their heart of hearts that they're not normal, that something is out of balance and they can't find the answers. And that's where I come in. So uh, what's the solution? In many ways, the solution is simple. At least the thinking behind the solution is simple. It's a simple three-step solution. I call them the three L's, lab, lens, and length. So let's start with lens. I'm an amateur photographer. And um, I love my 30, my 35 millimeter photography. It's digital photography, um, but these are cam- separate camera bodies with separate lenses. You know, you can spend a lot of money. You can spend more money on lenses than you do on camera bodies. And I remember getting ready to go to Africa, to Kenya on a trip. And I was going to be doing a photo safari. And I did my research and I realized that the lenses that I was using here in my local area inside my home or just in uh, other travels like to Latin America and places where I didn't have to shoot long distances, the lenses I had were fine. But I realized going to Africa, I was going to need a much larger lens. So I plopped down a pretty good chunk of change on a nice telephoto lens. I mean, a huge lens. And then I get to the African Serengeti, the Masai Mara. And I realized how vast of an expanse that is. And I realized that my lens was still too small in order to interpret the landscape that I was shooting through or that I was looking at through my camera. 
I still took some amazing photographs. Uh, don't get me wrong, but when I do go back, and I've been back to Africa twice with that lens, but when I do go back, I'm going to have an even bigger lens because you absolutely need it. And the Masamara or the Serengeti, the space there is just so huge. So what's my point? When you're in functional and integrative medicine, you have to look at your client. And, and I'm talking about from a provider standpoint. The provider has to look through the, the right lens. If you don't look through the right lens, you're not going to get close enough to actually see what you need to see. Well, so what does that mean for you? Well, it means normal doesn't mean optimal. What do I mean by that? Well, it's just what I explained a minute ago. When you look on the right-hand side of your laboratory work, you'll actually see the reference range of what's considered the normal range high and low. Uh, and if you're outside of that, it's abnormal. And that's usually when a general primary care provider will do something about it. However, when we're in functional and integrative medicine, we take a look at the patient's history, their symptom cluster. We take a look at uh, whether or not their laboratory values, their diagnostic uh, uh, tests actually show us if they're on the low end of normal. Or in some cases, being on the high end of normal is also abnormal. It just depends on what you're looking at and what's going on. But again, you have to look at it through the right lens in order to get close enough to be able to take that picture, to get that snapshot of what's going on. So in a, in a provider, you also want a provider that's actually going to actually going to spend the length of time that it needs to actually assess and go through these processes. And again, in the, in the photography world, uh, exposure is everything. Exposure just means the length of time that that shutter stays open. So if I'm taking a picture of a running giraffe or running zebra on the African Serengeti, uh, then I'm going to have to have a very fast shutter speed, meaning my length of exposure of that film or that digital image is very, very short. It also means that I suffer in quality. It means I'm able to take the picture, but my quality actually goes down. If I'm able to actually take a picture of that giraffe standing in a tree, eating the treetop out of the top of that tree, and that giraffe is standing perfectly still, then I can slow my shutter speed down and really get a crystal clear, non-granular picture of what's going on. Well, as as functional and integrative medicine providers, that's what it takes. It takes the time. You know, people always ask, you know, how much time do you spend with patients or, or clients that are in your in your practice? I literally spend at least two, one and a half to two hours with each new patient, and I spend an hour with each follow-up. And then I'm I'm very accessible via messaging or email in a secure system or by phone. And uh, so you've got to be able to spend that length of time with people in order to tease through these problems because there's so many layers of of things that you have to peel back on this onion that we call the human body. I, I remember my growing up in in a small town called Clarksdale, Mississippi. Uh, it's the home of the the crossroads and for the, for the where the blues was birthed. And um, every afternoon, my grandmother's house was like Grand Central Station. By 3 or 3.30, there was a house full of people coming over for coffee, and they would just sit down and linger and talk. 
And I learned so much hanging out with those adults because I spent that time being able to get a crystal clear picture of what it meant to be uh, a little man, an adult, and how to think like an adult, how to talk like an adult. And we have to spend that good quality time, that length of time with our clients in order to figure these things out. So if you've got the right provider, then you have to have the right picture. So we've been using this camera analogy with the lens and the length of exposure. Uh, Now we have to have the right picture. So we have to look at the right diagnostic test. Sometimes, in in many cases, the answers with standard laboratory work are there. They just need to be viewed through that right lens. But many times we need to order more additional tests. Here's the problem, and I, I don't I don't fault medical providers for this at all, because medical providers who bill insurance are backed into a corner in that they can't really um they can't order some lab work because they can't they have no justification to to order that lab work. They, they go back to the the type two diabetes insulin resistance example that I gave you earlier, you literally can pick up on the beginning stages of type 2 diabetes, which is insulin resistance decades ahead of time, yet insurance companies won't pay for those additional labs. Pretty much most insurance companies will only pay for a fasting lab panel once a year. Other than that, they you've got to have a medically justifiable reason to check the other markers that need to be checked in order to get that teased out. So it's it's not really the medical provider's fault. It's the system's fault for not allowing them to practice the way they should. In functional integrative medicine, we just don't have those trappings and we can actually go there. So it's kind of like playing a, a game of I spy when you were a kid. Uh, if you're, if you've ever played that, you have to be on the alert for what you want to find. I spy something red. Well, then you start naming everything that's red. Well, in functional and integrative medicine, we, we do the same thing, but we use diagnostic and laboratory tests, blood work, genetic testing, urine testing, saliva testing, you name it. We, we use things that, at our armament, and, and those are just uh, some basic things that we use at our disposal to actually figure out what things are going on. So you have to have the right provider and you've got to have the right picture, all using lens Uh, length of time, and labs. So the three L's, that's it. Uh, So the mindset is simple. Delivering that for in a general medical setting is not so simple. In fact, it's near impossible to spend that length of time, order the test that you need to order, and view it through the right lens, which, again, does take time in and of itself. And it takes a different mindset, a different thinking. Your particular issue when it comes to feeling bad might be complex, but it's not complicated. Let me repeat that because it's worth repeating. Your issue that's going on with you related to feeling bad might be complex, but it's not complicated. Most uh, non-medical people get this uh, get this way of thinking faster than medical professionals do. Uh, medical professionals, you know, tend to view things as really complicated. So finding a medical professional who doesn't view you or your condition as complicated is the best r- route to take. Uh, finding someone who can help you feel better when you're feeling bad and you don't quite know how to explain it can be a little difficult, but it's not impossible. 
you need someone who's going to look at improving your 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 feeling of feeling better, improving your energy, addressing your physical symptoms you have, improving your sleep, and getting your brain health on point, whatever that looks like, whether it be attention, concentration, focus, or mood, or just I've lost my zeal for life, I've lost my lo- motivation. That boils down to brain health in many cases. So, and, and, and you need somebody that's going to use, uh, really, really good techniques such as advanced laboratory testing, uh, technological, uh, you know, biometric monitoring, genetic testing, and interpreting these through the right lens, giving it the right length of time. And that's going to be your key to success. So, um, what does all this mean for you? Well, in simple terms, it means you'll feel better. It doesn't matter if it's low energy or brain fog or aches and pains, low motivation, mood issues, or low libido. So doing the right labs, looking at them through the right lens and giving you the right length of time you deserve will give you the answers, lead to the right treatment, give you the much needed hope that you deserve and help you feel better. So I hope that helps you understand. I hope that helps you see that uh, there is hope if you're not feeling well and you've been told everything is normal. There are people like me out there who uh, are experts at this and can help you through it. I'm personally passionate about helping CEO entrepreneurs perform at the top of their game so they don't have to worry about sneaky little pitfalls in their health that will slow them down. Uh, it's all about helping them feel better so they can impact more lives with their business. If you've been feeling bad, uh, have lost faith in the medical system, and want to finally get answers how you can feel better, my inbox is always open. I'd love to hear from you so we can book a free 15-minute strategy session to explore some possible solutions to get you back on track. Uh, you can message me anytime on Instagram at the optimal CEO or on Facebook at the optimal CEO. I'd like to thank you for joining me today. Please tune in next time where I'll be sharing with you the number one reason why your low energy isn't happening solely because of being overweight and how this sneaky little booger may actually be causing your weight gain and your fatigue. You won't want to miss it. So stay tuned. Until next time, this is Dr. Brian Brown, the Optimal CEO, signing off. I hope you have an optimal day. I'd like to personally thank you for listening to this episode of the Optimal CEO Podcast. I hope you found today's podcast informative and helpful on your personal optimization journey. You see, we love our Optimal CEO entrepreneurs, and thanks to people like you, the Optimal CEO community is growing. You can help us with that continued growth by giving us a like, sharing this podcast with your friends, or subscribing to our podcast feed. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Here's to you being the most physically optimized CEO entrepreneur possible, so you can have an even bigger impact on the world through your business. See you next time, and thanks again for listening.